0: This podcast episode is part of the 10th QED Changemaker Forum on the future ways of working. For this series, we chat with industry leaders and individuals who will share their personal perspectives on how the key drivers of change, peoples, ideas, and technology will impact our future workforce, workplace, and workday. I'm your host, Ryan Lim. Principal Consultant at QED Consulting. Our guest today is the Chairman of Families for Life Council. He heads the 13-member council comprising representatives from different sectors, backgrounds, races, and ages to promote family as a building block of Singapore's society. Once a recipient of the Public Administration Silver Medal for his significant contributions to the military, he now volunteers on the Advisory Council on Community Relations in Defence to strengthen and recognise family support for national service. This experienced leader also serves as a board member for the National University Health System, also known as NUHS, and is also the chairman of the National Maritime Safety at Sea Council. Let's welcome Ishak Ismail to the QED Changemakers podcast. Good morning Ishak, thanks for spending time with us today.
1: Good morning Ryan, I'm so happy to be joining this conversation.
0: Oh really, I really want to find out more from you and what you've been doing. So perhaps we can just start off with Families for Life Council and as chair, could you tell us a little bit more about the council and the work you do?
1: The council aims to inculcate a Families for Life mindset and value among Singaporeans, right? What we endeavour to do is build that strong family, build resilient families, and that makes for stronger communities and importantly, better individual well-being. And we can't do this alone. So it is often said that a village raised a child, so we rally like-minded individuals, families and There are many organisations out there doing this work. We kind of rally them along to strengthen the family bonds and we do it through various ways, through activities, to really going down in focus discussion, lots of uh, campaigns, digital and face-to-face.
0: This council is actually made up of volunteers. Are they leaders in a particular sector or uh, is there a standing secretariat for example?
1: Well, we are all volunteers in terms of the council itself and we are very strongly supported by a Secretariat which is from a Ministry of Social and Family Development and that gives us an inroads into many of these policies and things that we want to do but from the volunteer perspective the group of 15 of us and we come from various sectors people who would like to put their voice into supporting our cause. And they come from academia, they come from workplace organisations, from community space, and also from the union. So we have a good range of conversations about uh, families.
0: Well, I'm a father so I'll say thank you first for all the hey. services that you're providing <laughs> As you know right, this season of our podcast we're focusing on the future ways of working Since that you are so involved with families, could you tell us from the perspective of families and I'm hoping that you to share some of your insights and some of the things that you've seen Where do you think we're heading when it comes to future or, or work in future?
1: Let me make a strong point first and that's about work That's something that should not change about work, and it's totally my complete belief having been in both the commercial space and in the military space. At work, we collectively, the employers and the employees, are both connected towards delivering outcomes. It's as simple as that, and that would not change about work. So where we are heading forward in the future is an opportunity towards still doing what I said earlier about individuals impacting the organisation that they work for and the opportunity for the organisation recognising that me at work, the employee as an individual and recognising that. And what I mean by that is an employee can do much better for you, for your organisation, by the organisation recognising that I have a life and my family matter to me too. Bringing about in your workspace that whole individual amongst your workspace uh, and the individual engaging in the social space of work and delivering outcomes.
0: Right, your workforce is not just automatons. They have families too. And in fact we have to be more empathetic as a result so then we can be more productive and socially not just work-wise right involved in what we do. Is, is that what you're saying
1: absolutely i mean recognize that with me uh it's a whole person and i experience working for a swedish company their culture brings me as an individual and i contribute a lot more knowing they care for me and not just the work
0: i give them that just drives me in a different way Wow. (laughs) I'm going to ask you who it is later on, alright? So with this future that we are going towards and we're heading I think at top speed, now there are some of these key drivers of change and I think primarily we've identified some of these key areas like people, ideas and technology These major drivers. Which of these do you think, or if there is another one, that actually has a greater impact on families in our work future?
1: Well, we typically talk about people, we talk about ideas that are changing, we talk about technology. For me, quite clearly, people remains a key driver of change. Now, people impact change in our work future. They make that change happen. They make that change happen with ideas and technology as vital enablers. So if we look at today's post-pandemic climate, people are reassessing personal purpose, values. We've got a whole new generation of the workforce coming in. Where people kind of say, "Hey, you are, are you really coming to work? Are you? It is your life that you're more important." But it just means that across all these generations who are not at work, the opportunity that work life matter with people at the heart of the organisation, people with a sense of fulfilment, that becomes fundamental influences both the ideas, and then the technology is enabled. So if I could say the work mm-hmm. future will definitely be shaped by people's vision what they feel is a meaningful work life and a meaningful my life. And therefore, being at work, where the work life allows people to work productively, productively and effectively, while maintaining that space to accomplish my life, or the me life that I kind of said earlier, and that being their personal and family aspirations,
0: but then the the expectations that we are hearing, and and uh, there are a couple of those major ideas that's been popping up when it comes to the typical day of work, for example, it's changing rapidly. And in the last couple of I would say years, but no, are not, not that far back, just pre pandemic and during the pandemic, we are starting to hear things like, for example, uh, people are expecting a four day work week to flexi work arrangements to Quiet quitting And the whole range of different ideas All suddenly jammed into this small tiny window of 24 months What's happening? Could you maybe give us a sense?
1: Well, yeah, I, I can understand what's happening We throw in things that people are saying It is an expectation that this change must happen And, and there's conversation about Is it a right of, uh, of the individuals or the employees to demand Or is it an option that organisations would look at to be able to then do what they need to do within their workspace. I go back to what I stated earlier at the start. Work in the future is an opportunity towards impacting the organisation, its outcomes, its profit margins, and everything it wants to achieve. The difference is not the opportunity that the new work-life space recognizes the me, right? It is the right of an organization to employ people to demand that their employees deliver those outcomes and it is also the right of individuals to want to live a meaningful me life. So my clear answer to organizations out there is it is not an option. It is not an option when companies want to have the best from their employees and companies do compete for the best talent if they want to have the best employees working in their companies.
0: So I think you're so right, right, that organisations should recognise that, well, giving that flexibility at work, especially when an organisation can afford it, because not all can, Knowledge workers, no problemo, but when it comes to frontline workers, they you need to be physically present. Your chef can't be flexi work uh, it's, it's not one-size-fits-all, fit alright
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I mean, let, let's look at it this way. We're talking about rights an option, and options and expectations. If, if a chef is expecting to have that meat space at home or cooking that, he can't create that space. He can find a way when he's creating his menu, when he's creating his new concoction at home. When he delivers it to the customers, he has to do it at work because that's where the safety and all the requirements of food safety and all are. And if that chef is expecting wrongly, going we'll find another job, right? I mean, this is real, but you're right. At the front line, if I take on a job and I understand what the job is, that mean space can in some way be created in, in different ways, in small spaces, but it cannot be zero. Mm. And then for the knowledge worker, if you want to start comparing, hey, look at the frontliners they are they're all doing this and they're going up front. And because of that, you say, you guys also have to come to work. I think that's that option. <laughs> I like to close that door. Work with the people you have. Understand why they, they chose that work. And now with the opportunity work with them to create that new way of working
0: right and and it's like you need to apply with varying degrees according to the needs of what you serve the market that you serve right do you happen to have any case studies of this uh, sort of like arrangement that's been happening we always do love case studies because you actually learn from the good or maybe even the bad from
1: others remember we talk about the swedish company right so me being from Singapore, going over to sweden and we normally don't have a long time we just one, two days and off we go. We had a very important billion dollar thing to talk about. So, of course, the theme is Sweden has to then pander. And I really want to say panda, Look, my time is here. Let's do lots of discussion. And the culture there is so interesting. Yes, I am important. I came from Singapore. It's a billion dollar work on their hand and we need to have meetings, meetings, meetings because I'm going to fly home. One of the key members in my meeting says, "Isha, uh, I will not be here. I need to attend to the swimming class of my kid. I'll be by the swimming (laughs) pool reading and it is my norm for Wednesday and I'll come back and uh, we'll continue the meeting. Being a Singaporean, I look around, this is norm. And you know what? (laughs) He came back fresh. She did text me a little bit because she was reading some things. It's not zero work. She came back fresh and we continued to work.
0: You're making me very jealous, Isha. (laughs)
1: You want to be jealous? If you have a new kid in Sweden, you have a one-year paternity leave. What I'm saying is an extreme. A four-day work week is being discussed, informal mm. time off. And, and that work, informal time off, I've got company that just said to its employees, right, if you need two hours, just two hours, any two hours within the work day, I don't even ask you what you want to do with it. Just tell your immediate boss. And they don't ask whether you want to pick up something, you want to attend to your family or you want to address something. No, just go. So informal time of it being discussed. People talking about talking email service after 6 p.m. I think that's a bit radical because some people... Yeah. Hear, I mean, I'm an empty nester, right? I like my space between 10 to 12 for me at night. And recently, in the findings released by the Institute of Policy Studies on the attitudes towards work and workplace arrangements, this is coming out from the midst of COVID-19, we are very clear that the majority indicated that flexible work arrangements ought to be the
0: new norm If I may ask you a a little bit, and I think uh, I'm going to put you in a bit of a spot. You've probably heard of this thing called quiet quitting, right? Do you think that this quiet quitting is also because that organisations don't offer that kind of flexibility as a result? It's a little bit like a, I want to spend time with my family, after six is my time, and it's like a bit of an internal tension and protest between employers and employees. What do you think about that?
1: If you have quiet quitting amongst your team, it is not just the organisation. No matter what the organisation does, how good policies it have or not, it is communication. And therefore, if you, you can just reach out, you know, you talk about customization. Do I know who I have? What are their challenges? And their challenges is not lifetime. It could be just a moment of a week that is happening and that communication between a leader and a person I lead actually can do a long way and not just policies.
0: What would you say about the current tensions? I mean, employees and employees always have some form of tension, right? Is, is it healthy levels right now as we emerge out of the pandemic? It, I
1: mean, when we say healthy level
0: or not, you know, anything
1: that is new, anything that people are grappling with and the big one-letter word is change always will have tension. It will always have new expectations and new demands and people are saying why are you doing not what the other companies do even for those companies that's given flexible work arrangements the moms are saying hey hang on Uh, i need to go back to work more often again because you know being at home is it's another trap for the mothers if they're not supported in in many ways Children have no boundaries, right? They're not bounded by policy. You can't tell them, this is my work-life policy, I have you at home and you stay out of my room. What I'm saying is this tension exists both with people who are trying to create the new opportunities and also the tension exists for people trying to live with the new opportunities.
0: Well, that's true. Last week, one of my colleagues, uh, a young mother, had the baby boy join us in the conference call. So we... So we start young when we are recruiting, as you can see, Ishaq. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and
1: how is the acceptance of that today?
0: I, I think more people are receptive, but I would still say that there are some folks which are reasonably uncomfortable uh, mm. because I think the boundaries of professional and work life, although we know everyone has, is actually very blurred these days, but some people are still getting used to it. I would say all have. It, it goes back to
1: the, the belief. I am doing my best for you. And with these flexible work arrangements, ultimately, I might have work arrangements at home. I mean, space arrangements at home that I can't find. A space that is just me, myself. Uh, but there'll be moments where kids are around. So this this environment of, I will give the best for you. There'll be some new, inverted comma, disruption for a minute, 30 seconds, two minutes, whatever that is in our conversation. I think we can just ride above it. Everybody is trying their best and I respect you fully for Yu.
0: Well, that's also very true, right? Because I think that in order to be able to even put that into practice, uh, there needs to be a very high level of trust within an organisation. And I think this is where it shows. Have you built trust with your employees, amongst your colleagues and your supervisors? If the trust exists, I think the transition is quite smooth. But whereas if all throughout, there is a low level of trust, that transition is extremely bumpy. I'm not sure <laughs> if you agree with that.
1: If that trust doesn't exist, it was already extremely bumpy, even without any FWA. It still goes back to how we work with our people and our demands of our people don't change, as so I say. I, I would never say as a leader and I would never advise any leader to, to kind of pander to the employee and say, you know what, I understand that you now have to do A, B, C, D, E and speak like that, sorry. I would say, you know what? Let's work this out. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let me know where you can, uh, what arrangements you're going to make because these things coming up is so important. And tell me how you're going to work around it.
0: For organisations to be able to respond better to these expectations uh, so that you have an effective workforce, I'm assuming you you just mentioned, right? You need to be more collaborative with your teams and your colleagues. Uh, Is there anything else that you would advise to be able to make good use of the expectations so that both sides win? it's people bring
1: them to your forefront in your in your mindset in your thinking and when you now see people don't think of them as employees trying to do just for yourself it is my profit my people my profit no it's my people who they are they will deliver the profit right. and that conversation mm-hmm. that i i would bring on if you have your best of talents bring about the best of conversations with them and create a good work day with
0: them If I may, I would like to change gears to put something a little bit more higher in high resolution as well. So I think one major uh, area of impact with what the future ways of working is, is actually the workplace. And there is right now a window of opportunity for a redesign of what we think of the workplace should be. I think uh, there's the original workplace, which I think is currently undergoing through several iterations, pilots and whatnot. Our cafes out there are also potential workplaces, which we have. Restaurants and cafes are also potential workplaces. Our homes are also new potential workplaces, if you will, right? From a family's perspective, where do you think we should land when it comes to the redesign? And I'm I'm asking you for a wish list, right? Because you represent a lot of families. When it comes to the redesign so that we have a more family friendly environment for the workplace, what do you think?
1: Is this due for redesign? And the redesign to be a more family friendly workspaces. And, and that's why that workday concept does already do it. I mean, it does it already. But let, let's talk about what else, right? We've talked about the hardware. You need to redesign definitely from the hardware, your infrastructural improvements, having facilities in the office that caters perhaps to even children coming to work for a while, and wow. the conduciveness in rooms. These are the basics, the standard basics. And that's one level, the hardware. And of course, the technology in support of them being able to have a work day that's not physically at work, that's hardware. And then you have the hardware, mentioning about the embracing that family-friendly workspace policy, the embracing of that dis- so-called distraction we used to call of a child running at the back or even sitting on the side. And that hardware then allows for a very supportive environment for parents to have a healthy work-life balance. And I want to quote, I had a meeting with a friend in a coffee shop. And this friend of mine who I'm meeting brought Ethan. Ethan was his son, nine-year-old son. And I looked at Ethan and I said, then of course he looked at me and says, well, I had to pick up Ethan and I'm the one now looking after him. I'll just have him sit with us. I said, fine. And of course, uh, Ethan was quietly with his device. Is that distracting. We had a great conversation. Of course time to time I'll pause and i just ask Ethan a couple of questions of engaging him because how can I not acknowledge a human being on, on my right there, right? Yes. But yes. it wasn't even if I stop for a while and ask Ethan a couple of questions, what is he doing? And I watch his digital screen. Is that distracting? If our awareness and acceptance to say, hey, why you bring Ethan? Now? Or even pull this <laughs> guy Don't bring Ethan again, it's <laughs> very distracting. But it wasn't. So so we need to move in the hardware, all the things we need to do and in the hardware and acceptance. Well, I
0: think we've got a lot of focus on young mothers or mothers with young children. But what about caregiving? I mean I understand that caregiving is actually a lot wider than just young children. We've got elderlies as well, do you think the future of work should also extend into being able to care for the elderly while we work so that we are at ease and we will give our all uh, when it comes to our normal work day?
1: Absolutely, I think never in the word family includes only young children, right? Those in the, the older force, so to speak do have challenges for the, the elderly amongst the midst of the Yep, so I would just take it mm. as family, understand where their life milestones are and the sandwich generation still has both they have the kids looked after <laughs> and the elderly, be mindful of the people within them. So we talk about that right and that option. It's not their right to want to live, right? It is their right to live. And it is their right to also want to contribute to the work. So I think this new opportunity of saying the difference is I do now know where you are in your life. And you know what? That two hours that we just put in policy, uh, let's say I ask Isha Inshaa is the employer, and say Isha, if you just need for this week a little bit more time just do it because I do understand why that's happening right I mean how human is that and that yeah. extra hour uh, versus uh, you know Isha you only have two hours right work around it okay I'm not going to work around anything else I've already given you twice to this week but the essence of the principles of the mind space that hardware was yes the company said two hours but the principle in is if you settle the things within the time I'm giving you, you will come back giving me back more. That's the trust that we have.
0: You're right, policy is just the hygiene factors. Don't stop there. Uh, you can do a lot more Being just being more human. I love talking to you Isha because you're so hopeful. Thank you so much for all that wonderful work that you've done for families, uh, especially in general. But before we go, any parting thoughts or advice for our leaders listening in?
1: Yeah, my first one which I did not cover, if any of your employees are having issues, real deep issues and vulnerable to the situations at home, we have organisations that will support them. Um, so you, you go to an MSF website, you go to Families for Life website, you're in trouble, your people are in trouble, do do that. So that's not a demand, but just to know that there's enough out there to support them. But coming back right. to the wish list, right? Or, or the things I my parting words is. It's always if I'm at work, I want to impact my work with the people I work with. And it's not about the workspace, it's about my workday doing that. And I will be a, a, a richer, a more full employee if that respect is just giving me, as we said, human need to understand where I am. I will do my best. And I will, I will. I might still leave according to my life cycle, but I will stay as long as I can. That is what I've seen, that's what I've experienced uh, being in the company I talked about. That's what I've seen in my friends who are are trying their best to evolve and making changes, not because it is fashionable, not because they want to look good as a company, but really because it matters for their work and it matters for the people who work for it.
0: Thank you so much, Ishak, for being on our podcast for the 10th QED Change Maker Forum. Really appreciate you sharing your experience and perspective. And thank you so much for all the work you have done on behalf of all the families. Thank you. Most importantly, thank you listeners for tuning in to our podcast. Do remember to subscribe to our channel and be updated on our latest episodes. I'm your host, Ryan Lim, and I look forward to having you in our next episode.